WGIF. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of blue sky Seattle got today. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom. Here's today's wrap on the top stories from the region. It's Friday, December 8th. Denny Blaine Clothing Optional Beach will stay. Plans for a playground are out. The city of Seattle has scrapped plans to build a play park at the longtime nude beach popular with the LGBTQ community. Ann Dornfeld has our follow-up today. For decades, Denny Blaine Park on Lake Washington has been a meet-up spot for queer and trans Seattleites, a safe space where they can soak up the sun from head to toe without harassment. When an anonymous donor offered half a million dollars to the city for a playground at the beach, Denny Blaine denizens cried foul. Hundreds turned out to a community meeting this week to tell the Parks Department that this was a blatant effort to gentrify their beach. In a statement, Park spokesperson Rachel Shulkin says, While this area of our city still lacks accessible play equipment for kids and families, we understand the feedback that this particular park is not the best location, and we will evaluate other location alternatives. She said the city is meeting with the LGBTQIA community to better understand the importance of this beach to the community. Ann Dornfeld, KUOW News. Do you know how to drive in snow, ice, a blizzard? Well, it's that time of year, and drivers who've spun out have already caused two brief closures on Snoqualmie Pass this month. The state patrol says those spinouts happened when drivers were not required to have traction tires or tire chains. It can be icy even when chains are not required. But WashDOT's Megan Lott says it is still important to be ready for poor driving conditions and to be ready to chain up. It's something we see every winter. Unprepared drivers overestimating their ability to drive in these conditions because these aren't a suggestion or a good idea. These are requirements and they're in place for the safety of the traveling public. Drivers who ignore the Mountain Pass Road requirements could face a fine of up to $500. Lot says WashDOT will love to increase the fine, but only the state legislature can do that. Starbucks gave what we call a Friday news dump today, a big update when people are starting to check out for the weekend. Starbucks says it's ready to bargain with its unionized workers. In a letter sent to the Starbucks Workers United Union, Executive Vice President Sarah Kelly says the company wants finalized labor contracts in the new year. Labor talks have been stalled ever since the first Starbucks location in the U.S. voted to unionize two years ago. A spokesperson for Workers United says, quote, anything that moves bargaining forward in a positive way is most welcome. In other local business news, the online retailer Zulily is laying off close to 300 workers and shutting offices in Seattle. That's according to government filings and media reports. Monica Nicholsberg has more. Soccer fans might remember Zulily's logo from Sounders and Rain jerseys. Parents may have seen advertisements for the family-focused e-commerce site. But the once high-flying startup looks like it could fade into distant memory. In addition to the layoffs, Zulily will close its Seattle headquarters and two other offices. That's according to internal communications obtained by GeekWire. The tech news site reports Zulily has faced problems for months. Those include previous layoffs and lawsuits claiming Zulily failed to pay invoices. Zulily couldn't be reached for comment. Monica Nicholsberg, KUOW News.
Here's a quick read on a few news items today. Prosecutors have sentenced a man who attacked Washington utility stations to 18 months in prison. Jeremy Cran had already pleaded guilty to a conspiracy to knock out power in order to rob ATM machines last Christmas in Pierce County. His co-defendant, Matthew Greenwood, is scheduled to be sentenced in January. The city of Seattle is about to pay a former police officer $600,000. Former officer Tabitha Sexton was fired in 2017 for violating the department's use of force policy by firing multiple rounds at a stolen car. An arbitrator recently said Sexton did violate policies, but found those policies confusing and ambiguous. And did you catch George Clooney in town? He was here last night for a special screening of the upcoming movie, The Boys in the Boat, at the SIF Cinema downtown. He directed the film about the UW men's 1936 rowing team that won Olympic gold. The movie's set to be released on Christmas Day. The big old pink elephant sign could live on, even though the car wash it's from is long gone. David Hyde has the deets. The Elephant Car Wash downtown near Aurora Ave closed a couple years ago, but one of the two iconic neon signs still shines brightly nearby. It features an elephant wearing an orange and pink pillbox hat with neon water spraying from its trunk. It was designed in the mid-50s by Beatrice Haverfield, also known as Seattle's Queen of Neon. Her other creations include the giant Rainier R and the original Ivers sign. Today, a council committee recommended landmarking the elephant sign. The full council votes on the measure next Tuesday. If it passes, the sign's likely to keep lighting up downtown Seattle well into the future. The Museum of History and Industry acquired a second, larger elephant sign, which is currently being restored. David Hyde, KUOW News. I do love that big pink sign. And one more thing. Now that we've settled into standard time again, lawmakers are back to talking about the annual time change. State Senators Monka Dingra and Mike Padden have pre-filed a bill that would move Washington state to standard time permanently. If it passes, that would mean our clocks would fall back next November and then stay put. This current bill does not need congressional approval to be enacted. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back on Monday with another News Roundup. Have a great weekend.